episode 28 of the Bearded Carcast in front of a live studio audience. I am Mike Pacheco, Dave Friedman alongside. We're Happy back. summer, everybody. We're back. We're back and better than before, I hope. Well, we we're, might we're be, back. I think it's about the same <laughs> as before, honestly. What's going on? Where, so where have you been? You've been out to California? I, 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 I was at the, the big news this summer. Yeah. The NBA, everything going yeah. on. I was there for it. Really? The the press conference when the Warriors announced their 28th draft pick. Was that was that the big? <laughs> was that the big, big announcement? Was that, was that the big? Evans, he he's a warrior and he's going to be the the ninth man. Is that is that the big? Are you news sure he's going to be the ninth man? Yeah, something about that. How about Rough Xavier line. Cooks? Is he going to make the roster? No. <laughs> I, I love Xavier Cooks. We watched Xavier Cooks yes, play here at Winthrop. We're in Rock Hill today. We've got a loaded podcast because there is so much to talk about. We've been off for several weeks. We've got the NBA free agency and, of course, the World Cup and much, much more. Xavier Cooks played at Winthrop, a very versatile four-man, very good rebounder, but could also ball handle. Yep. He's on the Warriors Summer League team, which is a tremendous experience. Xavier's going to have a very, very successful professional career. But at the NBA level, he's not a good enough outside shooter to play on the wing, and he's not big enough to play in the post. So he doesn't have a spot to play. And I think he's going to make a lot of money playing professional basketball. I just don't think it's going to be in this country. Well, and of course, the big news, the the Warriors already a super team, uh, becoming an even more super team with DeMarcus Cousins joining, which is which is pretty uh, – I don't have a problem. I know a lot of people are up in arms about all this super team stuff. But how, how is anyone up in arms about it? What was DeMarcus Cousins supposed to do? Yeah, he didn't have any other options. I mean, nobody had called him, right? And then he actually reached out to the Warriors, and then they found the mid-level exemption. Is that right? I mean, but but I, I was talking to someone about this earlier. The NBA is in a bizarre spot, right? Every team either has a major salary cap problem, is not one year away, or doesn't have room for the personality and a guy coming back from major surgery that is DeMarcus Cousins. Essentially, he had nowhere to go. Could he have taken the larger exemption, the $9 million exemption, and played for another team? Yes, probably. It's a difference of $3.5 million. Instead, he essentially gets to play all of his games on national TV. He gets to play when he's more healthy throughout the entire playoffs and cash in at the end of this next season when the salary cap goes way up. Right now in the NBA... There are about five or six teams trying to win and compete right now. There are about 12 teams tanking, a whole bunch of teams (laughs) trying to avoid the luxury tax, and a lot of the league playing for next summer. DeMarcus Cousins didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah, and then then, uh, you look at the other argument, let's say devil's advocate, though, is this era of super team, is it it good for the NBA? Does Does it lessen the regular season? Well, the regular season doesn't matter. But why does that matter? I mean, the the playoffs are tremendous and the ratings are fantastic. The Warriors are selling PSLs at the new stadium for $400,000 a seat before you buy your season tickets. So I'm thinking that the economics are working pretty well. Is the super team good? Is it bad? I don't know. They're cashing in. The, the ratings on TNT yeah. are unbelievable. The ratings on ESPN are unbelievable. If you were going to buy stock in a 
professional sports league. It's not the one with CTE. It's not the one that's playing right now that no one pays any attention to, even though they're the only thing going on. It's the NBA. And I think people do. People say they don't like the super teams, but I think, in fact, they do. And look at the NBA. Eight teams in the last 20 years have won championships. That's it. Spurs, five. Lakers, five. Uh, or uh Miami three, Cleveland one, Dallas one, Detroit one, Boston one. All the, all the uh, Golden State three in there too, right? All the and it's mostly Western Conference teams that have won multiple championships. All the Eastern Conference, right, the, only, when you the talk, Miami Heat are the only Eastern Conference team that has won multiple championships. When we talk about the history of the NBA, not many people go, "Oh, remember that one year that Detroit won?" It's the Kareem Lakers and the Bird Celtics and the Chamberlain teams and the Bob Cousy teams. You go all the way back. The super teams are the teams that everybody remembers. It, it is the, the legacies and the great franchises that everyone talks about. And maybe we're not talking about it right now, but it's interesting. All but about three teams are throwing in the towel on this coming year already. No one is really trying to compete with the Warriors. The Warriors have a probably 70% chance of winning next year's championship. That will then be three straight and four out of five. Kevin Durant at that point and Klay Thompson will both be free agents. If they re-sign with the Warriors, you're then looking at that franchise trying to get up there with the great franchises, the great legacies in the history of the sport. But, but the way the Lakers are now positioned, LeBron James has signed with the Lakers. I know it says it's a four-year contract. It's three years and an option. So it's essentially a three-year contract. And it appears they're punting this coming year. I mean, they've signed all these guys to one-year contracts so that if they want to get rid of them after one year, they can. And then they can bring in a free agent that they can sign to the max. And then they can trade assets and get a third max player next year. Yes, they could get Kawhi Leonard right now. Right. But they're going to have to trade a Kyle Kuzma, a Brandon Ingram, a Lonzo Ball, plus future assets. It appears that LeBron James has told Magic Johnson, don't make a bad move. Like, I am here for the foreseeable future. I want to, as my legacy, win championships in three places, resurrect this great franchise. Don't do anything that's going to handicap us long term. And he is setting it up for next year. Consider this with Kawhi Leonard. Right now, it seems like he is this great white hope. He is the great player left dangling out there that somebody can get, whether it be the Sixers or the Celtics or the Lakers, and then they can compete with the Warriors. But if we turn the calendar 12 months from now, he's not the best player available. Kevin Durant is. Is he better than Klay Thompson? I don't know. Is he better than Anthony Davis? Probably not. If Boogie Cousins is back at 100% at that point, If Kawhi Leonard doesn't go to the Lakers now, it's possible he's plan B or C next year. So LeBron and the Lakers have kind of leveraged it by saying, if we step back 
if we don't play this, we have to win right now. It's so unbelievably urgent that we compete this year. If they objectively say, the Warriors are better than us, they're going to be better than us. We're going to get our young players playoff experience this year. LeBron is going to be able to assess which of these young guys he likes this year, who he's comfortable with, who he thinks has a future this year. And they punt. They get to the second round of the playoffs to the Western Conference Finals. They lose. And now you don't have to trade your assets for Kawhi Leonard. You can just sign him if you want to. Or if you want to go after somebody else, you can do that. It's very interesting. It seems like, and it's not to say that the Lakers aren't going to continue to make moves and put themselves in positions to be one of the better teams. Maybe the second or the third or the fourth best team. But it doesn't appear right at this moment that they have such urgency to compete that they're going to mortgage what appears to be the thought that next year and the following year, not LeBron's first year, years two and three in L.A. are the years that they're going to try to win championships. And there you have it. Dave Friedman has uh, solved the NBA. No, it's, it's, just, it's, it's amazing to think about, though, yeah. the salary cap implications. When Cousins signed the one-year deal with the Warriors, my immediate response to that was, are the Hornets asleep? Like, the Hornets have absolutely nothing going for them. They're a trash franchise that should go ahead and punt the next five years. There's no reason to buy a ticket. They're not offering a competitive product. They're going to lose their only good marketable player. And I thought to me, geez, you know, why not offer DeMarcus Cousins three years and $50 million? That's a lot more than the one year and $5 million. You want to know the answer? DeMarcus Cousins isn't interested in that. DeMarcus Cousins is going to take his $5 million, his one year, and he's going to try to make 25 next year. If the Hornets And try to win a championship in the process. And try to win a championship in the process. If the Hornets wanted DeMarcus Cousins, they were going to need to offer him $100 million for a guy coming off a injury that you don't know if he's ever going to come back healthy. And on top of that, the Hornets' salary cap situation is essentially the same as 15 or 20 other teams. They would then end up paying an enormous luxury tax to have a team with Kemba Walker and DeMarcus Cousins, Cousins who's probably not going to play the first two months of the season. Now, like, they're paying this huge luxury tax to finish seventh in the East? I mean... There was nowhere for Cousins to go, and he, like you said, he likely wins a championship now. He's playing his best ball at the end of the year. Next year, the salary cap goes way up. All of these teams have opened up their their salary structure so they can go after someone next year. Next year is going to be a joke in the <laughs> NBA. I mean, everyone's playing on one-year yeah. contracts. It, it, it's going to be the Wild West. It's unbelievable. I mean, a guy like J.J. Redick, yeah. do you know what a bargain the Sixers Scotty signed for 12 or 13 million dollars for one year in an era where Chris Paul is getting 40 million dollars yeah. so now JJ Redick plays for 12 or 13 he plays for one of the best teams in the league he has another good year and next year what team doesn't want him he can sign for a veteran salary 10, 11, 12 million next year, go play with LeBron or play with the Warriors. He can go back to the Sixers. He can sign a long-term contract somewhere. I mean, it's both in many teams and many players' best interest to sign one-year contracts.
summer's going well. Happy 28th edition of the Bearded Garcast. Mike Pacheco, Dave Friedman alongside. Live studio audience here at Winthrop Coliseum uh, as we make our way through uh, what is our first podcast, I don't know, about a month. Remember when the CarCast was actually in the car? I know. We need to get back in the Those car. Those are the days. Those are the days. Those are the days. Maybe we'll take a trip to Winston-Salem at some point. We might. We might. Our good friend uh, Everett Hutto is uh, leaving us, and he'll be. Go- we'll be talking to him a little bit. Uh, about his experiences here at Winthrop because he had uh, a lot of great times here hey, at Winthrop My father in law just drove from Minneapolis to Charlotte a couple of days ago. So we should I have mean, thrown a recorder in the car with him. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure we <laughs> wanted to hear that recorder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a lot's happened since we last uh, convened. There the, have? The last what? edition of the. Well, I mean, we've had uh, the NBA draft. Oh, the Warriors won yeah. again? Oh, there's a shock. <laughs> the I Warriors can't, won again. I can't yep. believe it. NBA they, Finals, you mean NBA the, draft. The team with three of the eight best players in the league? Wow. Five of the best 15 players in the league? Wow. I, I can't believe they won. That's shocking. So, you know, we talked in the last segment about uh, eight teams in the last 20 years uh, winning in the NBA. The um, Western Conference, 14 of the 20. So 14 wins in the Western Conference out of the 20. And what's interesting in the NFL, and the Patriots kind of skewed this a little bit, uh, 13 out of the 20, last 20 winners in the uh, Super Bowl have come from the AFC. But only one team in the last 20 years in the NFL has won more than two. Yeah. I mean, the NFL is set up for everyone to go 8-8, eight and eight, and for one year the Rams to be great, and the next year the Seahawks to be great, and the year after that the 49ers to be great, and the year after that the Cardinals to be but great. But what's interesting, in the era of basically no salary cap, although they do have a luxury tax now in baseball, uh, 11 out of the last 20 World Series winners have been from the American League. 11 out of 20. 11 out of That's 20. That's basically half. It's almost half, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, baseball is the one that it's surprising that it's not the Yankees and Dodgers every single right. year. Well, in the 90s, it was the Yankees pretty much. It right. Was the Yankees I mean, the Braves system, in the World Series. The system is set up for the big market teams, the big revenue yeah. teams, to to succeed because, like you said, there's no salary cap. In the sports with salary caps, it's difficult, not impossible, but, but difficult. But here's the interesting thing. You say that, right, but... Uh, in the last 20 years, the White Sox have won. Not considered a. I mean, they're 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 a big market, but they they kind of haven't been. What year did they win? That was 2005. God, that feels like a long time. It does time feel ago. like a long time ago. Uh, the Marlins, even though again Miami, it's a big market, but they're they're not a big market team. Yeah, but they played like a big. Market Although in defense team of the White Sox, the White Sox, they were. I mean, the White Sox are willing to spend money when when they need to. Yeah. Um, Sometimes their money isn't well spent money. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, the other one was obviously Kansas City's not really a huge no. huge tradition but not a huge market. And then Houston, they kind of were the, the kind of the new blueprint of tearing it down to the studs and building up from from zero. Yeah, now everyone's trying to follow that, that blueprint. Yeah. And the the shifts which are the worst thing in the entire world, oh. relievers starting which yeah. are the worst thing in the entire world. Guess what they work? Yeah. They work, that's why they do them. And I understand that every time there's a base hit against the shift someone goes, "Oh, that's how you beat the shift." Well, guess what? If the numbers didn't indicate that the shift was working, people wouldn't yeah. be doing it. No, I mean that. the way to beat the shift is to learn to hit to the opposite field consistently. Consistently. Over and yeah. over and over and over and over again. That's like asking a three-point shooter to hit 17-foot jump shots over and over and over and over and over again. It's like asking a big man who's really good at dunking to make his living shooting free throws. But I would but th- there's one difference to this though. Um, and what, this is what drives me nuts about the shift is how is, and I've, well again this is just the, the numbers th- tell you it's smart. There's no no no, 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 no I'm not ar- I'm not arguing that it works or it doesn't work. That's not the issue. The issue is 
you, you continually see pitchers, and again, this is at the AAA level, not so not pitching into the shift. Well, that's their fault. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 I mean, that, I mean I, so many guys, and, and shame on the hitters for not taking that outside pitch to the opposite field. Yeah, but like, but that's a different thing. That, that that's a different technique. It, I don't think that, that it's equatable to say hitting seventeen foot jump shots in a row because there's there's more factors that go into hitting than just your, you know, jump shot. It's just boom or how you're being defended. Yeah, but shooting a fifteen footer is different than shooting a twenty three footer. There are guys that are really good three-point shooters that struggle inside the arc yeah. and much more likely a guy that's a very good long two-point shooter that can't shoot a three-pointer. Uh, ba- baseball is irrelevant because all of the minutia that the shift is horrible. No, it's not. The game takes too long. There's too much dead time. There's three hours of baseball and... 10 minutes the ball is in play. There's two hours and 15 no, 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 minutes no, no, no. of dead time. The, the, Whereas soccer, right. the ball is in play virtually the entire match. The World Cup has been great. If you're not watching it, that's fine. You have other priorities. But if you don't enjoy it, that's on you. That's a refusal to adapt and enjoy a sport that is being played like the Stanley Cup playoffs is. Now, they've got problems. There are issues with soccer, just like there are issues with every other sport. But aside from players diving and the unbelievably stupid shootout, the sport's great. There's drama. There's strategy. There's excitement. There's scoring opportunities in varieties of ways. Is every match great? No, of course not. Of course, Spain kicking the ball two feet to each other a thousand times and not trying to score, that, that's not particularly compelling. But we've seen walk-off winners and controversial yeah. calls and unbelievably athletic, incredible plays. We've seen counters. We've seen attacks. The, the World Cup is I fantastic. Haven't. Well, you haven't because <laughs> you haven't watched, which, which, which is fine. But I don't think you can... Watch, if, if this would be a great study. I don't know how we find these people. If we took 100 people that had never watched sports before mm-hmm. and we parked them in front of a television and we said, here's what baseball looks like and here's what soccer likes, which one would you pick? How could you possibly pick the one where they spend more time scratching their junk than <laughs> running around playing the sport? Like, 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 I love baseball. I grew up playing baseball. I got a driver's license to sit at baseball games and do play-by-play into a tape recorder. But it's boring. The sport's boring. There is strategy, but not an abundance of it, particularly in the American League. Yeah, but soccer, I think, it requires – it's the same thing. It requires the same kind of investment. You have to take the time to learn the sport, and if you don't – It's pretty easy to pick up. I watch soccer once every four years. It's like curling. I mean, I'm not an avid curling fan. On, on a Tuesday in March, I don't go, where do I find some curling today? But when it's on in the Olympics, But it doesn't matter what fun. the sport when, – when a sport's not being played well, it's going to be boring. Yeah, but baseball at the major league level should be played well. It's just boring even at that level. Well, you can make the argument has how much has expansion. And when I say expansion, I mean going back to like. Mike, they play 162 games. It's, it's just the games aren't important. And within the game, we have a million pitching changes and a million strikeouts. The ball's never in play. But there's two there's two problems there's two problems with the, the baseball has it's, that has nothing to do with baseball, in my opinion. One is the fact that we have sped up as a society. 
Sure. Baseball was not boring 100 years ago when, when life was at a different pace. No, I think it was. There just weren't other things. The, the, the other options weren't as good. Yeah, but that that's but you can make that argument about anything if if once time changed like in its in early 1900s even I'd say up until when do we think like mid 60s early 70s hey, is r- when right over here we have the 1969 Eastern Kentucky University yearbook look how thick that is yeah and maybe in 1969 someone at Eastern Kentucky was really into red baseball but it's 2018 <laughs> it's 2018. And baseball is boring. That's not to say I'm not locked in for the playoffs. I like the trade deadline. But Soccer's in, in, boring. Until August. If you don't, if not, you don't, if not you in don't, the World Cup. If, the World well, Cup is not no, boring. You right. cannot watch it. But the World boring. Cup happens can, every four years. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, and that's you're the not, only time I watch. You're not comparing apples to apples I'm here. I'm comparing baseball start of the season to the first let, let, of no, August let, No, you want to make a, you make a fair comparison. You compare baseball to the MLS. Right, and I never watched the MLS. I've okay, never watched exactly. the game. Not interested. Right. I would rather Cup, watch baseball the World than Cup's watch more, the MLS. But, but the World I would Cup's rather more, watch the World Cup than any baseball played until the playoffs. But the World Cup is more equatable to watching the playoffs. It's the Olympics. Yeah. It's, the, it's, it's better than the playoffs because it only comes once every four years. You're 100% right. It is an apples to oranges comparison. Regular season baseball to the World Cup is an apples to oranges comparison. That being said... To not watch the World Cup and spend any time watching baseball this time of year, that's a personal preference, and it's fine, but you're not watching the best option. Says you. No, no, no. Says the magnitude, says the level of play, says the excitement, says the importance. The World Cup, if you watch these matches, you cannot be enthralled and compelled. They're incredible. Now, again, I hate the shootout. I think it's an incredibly dumb way to end a world-class event. But whoever the White Sox and the Marlins play tomorrow night, nobody cared at the beginning and nobody cared at the end. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. No, it's 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 relevant for people that are – baseball's other problem, so maybe tack on three problems. Baseball's other problem is it, it's – and we've talked about this before. It's become extremely regional, and if you have a team in that – if you're in in the market of a baseball team, it's more popular than if you're in a market that doesn't have a major league baseball team. So where we are, baseball is less relevant than it would be, say, in Boston or Baltimore. And in maybe even four or five cities, it's hyper-relevant and maybe not as relevant in some of the other markets. I think we would agree with that. that. that that's true. International soccer is better than your local baseball team in April, May, and June, and July anyway. I mean, if you watch the matches, yeah, but, whether but it, no, but you, we're talking about. I think we're on two different planes here. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but what I'm saying is, thanks. if you if you're not interested in soccer, it's not going to matter what's going on. You're going to do what you want to do. You're going to well, and the same thing. If you're not interested in baseball, you're going to do what you right. want to do. I mean, obviously, you will choose what you are more interested in. But what I'm saying to go back to the example of a hundred people that have never watched sports before, baseball is popular because. It's been around forever, and grandfathers pass it down to fathers, yeah, pass true. it down to grandkids, whereas soccer does not have that same sort of... So why hasn't soccer made any inroads in the United States? I think it's made incredible inroads in the but, United but States. But why is it taking so long? The minor league soccer team in Cincinnati, which just came into existence three or four years ago, sells 20,000 seats a game. I mean, that outdraws... 
three or five major league baseball teams. <laughs> minor league soccer in Cincinnati is as important as a bad Reds team. And the Reds actually are playing reasonably well right but, now. But if the Reds, yeah, if the Red, but if the Reds. Of course, of course. But when major league soccer comes to Cincinnati, which is coming either next year or the year after, I'd much rather buy a piece of that franchise than the Cincinnati Reds. There are lots and lots and lots of markets. Seattle, Portland. Kansas City does well, too, don't Kansas they? City. That soccer is... And remember, the MLS is essentially the minor leagues. This isn't an apples and apples to comparison. Major League Soccer is the... I don't know. The fifth, the eighth, the tenth best league in the world. Major League Baseball has no comparison. This is like comparing Korean baseball <laughs> to Major League Baseball. I, I think soccer's booming. And it, no, it's definitely in a growth in a growth mode, but it, it hasn't taken the foothold as quickly as I think people would have liked it to. I, kids play soccer at a very, very, very high rate, and it's only going up with the dangers that we find in football. The sport is quick. I'll tell you that. How, how great is a package? You're a father on a Saturday morning. Your kid plays a soccer match. It's 9 to 10 a.m. You're out of there. Baseball, once kids start pitching, whew, you better put that clock out there. Better put some sunscreen in the bag. It's going to be a long well, afternoon. No, youth baseball is— uh, Yeah, you have to time it. Yeah, it's an hour. You're Yep. So it's not it, that's that's not the right comparison either. It, it's brutal though. Go to go to a high school baseball game. It might be walks and hit batters, and go to a high school soccer game. You're in and out. It's an hour and a half, two hours. It's over. So- soccer is more exciting day in and day out than baseball. Now that being said, again, baseball at its best. The best teams. Baseball is full of young stars. No one knows who it is. Who who is Alex Bregman? The average public doesn't right. know who that dude is. I mean, the Astros have about 10 of these guys. Who is Carlos Correa? That's unbelievable. The The Braves have three of the five youngest players in baseball. These guys are terrific. No one in Chicago knows who these dudes on the Braves are. No one in Kansas City or Green Bay knows. But we know who Lionel Messi is. We know who Ronaldo is. And the biggest growth area, I think, Dave, has, has been the, kind of the generation. You're probably at the the high end of the ge- or the the upper end of the generation, and then go backwards. Millennials uh, of people that are maybe more enthralled with soccer than with baseball, and I think it's and that's the problem baseball has is kind of the, your generation, our generation on up. Or baseball fans, but the, but the younger baseball. kids. I grew up with baseball. I played baseball. I love baseball. And come the playoffs, I will be locked in. But when you play 162 games, it don't matter. And when the ball's in play for less than 10 minutes, you're wasting three hours of your time. Now everyone either strikes out or hits a home run. Yeah, the that's ball true. is never in play. In soccer, the ball is constantly in play. The game moves. Watching soccer is a lot like watching hockey. Sometimes it's low scoring. Sometimes the goaltender is the most important. Sometimes it's boring. Sometimes nothing happens and two very defensive teams match up. But every day that happens in baseball, in virtually every game, unless you have that rare Clayton Kershaw versus Justin Verlander matchup, you know, it's just 
Why should I go watch this? It's 101.62. Now, again, I'm not jumping up and down to go watch the MLS either, but at least if you go to an MLS game, you know the ball's going to be in play for yeah. two straight yeah. hours. Yeah. There's action. Starcast episode 28 with Dave Freeman. I am Mike Pacheco. Are you going on vacation this summer? Yeah, we uh, we're are. Are you going to West Virginia? I'm not going to West Virginia. I'm only interested in going to vacation in Delaware, <laughs> West Virginia, New Jersey, and Nevada. All right, let me think. Why would this be the case? Uh, how about our good friend Mike Cranston is now working. At, how great is that? He went from being a sports writer. A sports announcer. A sports announcer, right. He went to a sports announcer and part-time referee, soccer referee. Speaking of soccer, oh, and just one side note: um, if Team USA was in the World Cup, I would be uh, I would be dialed in on this World Cup. But the other thing is, uh, so Mike Cranston goes from being a sports announcer to part-time referee to then sports writer, and now has uh, chucked it all and is uh, becoming a, 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 a an order taker at a, at a casino, writer. a ticket writer. A ticket writer. Yeah. So in other words, he got out of a bunch of industries that are dying yeah. and went to one that's, that's a huge growth industry. Yeah. You know, we talk about baseball, I believe very strongly that the legalization of gambling is going to do a great deal for baseball because people that gamble want action. Right. And baseball's got action all the time. Not on the field. The game itself is incredibly boring and there's often very little action, but there are games constantly every day. So in the NFL, where you have to wait not seven days, but from Monday to Thursday and Thursday to Sunday, and all these games are played at the same time. Baseball, 162 games every day of the year. You can constantly be wagering. You can wager on who's going to score first. You can wager who's going to score next. The game's so slow. In-game wagering is great. It's not like a horse race where they're moving and you have to get your bet in quickly. I mean, you can go to the John and think about it for a while and come back and place your bet, and they've only thrown one pitch in between. Like it, it is set up perfectly. No, no, at least two, three or four pitches. Yeah, no, maybe, maybe, maybe even depending on how quickly the the aggressive the batter is, maybe two hitters. I, I don't know, but I, I think what's interesting is uh, is you know when when the app is out there and maybe out there right now is when when you can actually bet on individual pitches and how great is it the way that West Virginia oh, there has we go. decided that they're going to do sports gambling. This is the best. So they're the first state that is going to do it on your phone. You're going to be able to bet bet on your app, but only if you're in the state of yeah. West Virginia. So if you want a growth industry, it's uh, stations, gas stations at the first exit in West Virginia. All of the neighboring states, people are going to drive in, get on their app, place their bet, and drive home. Like, the reason gambling is going to move very, very quickly is West Virginia is about to make a small fortune. And as soon as all the neighboring states realize that their people are spending a piece of each day driving to the very fringe of West Virginia, like, we should be opening up McDonald's franchises and gas stations at the first (laughs) exit in West Virginia. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get in on that. We gotta leave the bearded car cast. We have a new venture. Let's get on the ground floor. Hey, if you want to, uh, any venture capitalists uh, listening to us, uh, help send us, us out an here. email. Yeah, send it bearded at outlook.com. <laughs> That's how you do it. 
All right, you know what? I think let's take a quick time out, and then uh, we'll bring in uh, our good friend and special guest who's uh, leaving us, but uh, going on to greener you pastures. You say leaving us. Is well, leaving us here. <laughs> he's still with us as far as with us. Like an hour he's still our road. buddy. He's still going to talk Honestly, to us. Yeah. I, I see very little change. <laughs> All right, episode 28 of the Bearded Carcast. It wouldn't be replete if we didn't uh, bring in our good friend Everett Hutto. I actually think it would be almost exactly the same. <laughs> Do you think? Except we wouldn't have Everett. On but now we're gonna get some minutes. some of Everett's favorite uh, Winthrop stories. He's he's leaving us to become uh, head honcho, not head honcho, but I don't want to. He's going to the overstate. ACC now. He's, going to, the ACC he's going to work for Wake Forest and the ACC yeah. Network. He's been uh, the driving force between the television productions at Winthrop University for the last however many years. And, and now he's going to do something similar at Wake. And we're thrilled forever and we're very excited about it. But no one actually wants to hear about it. So <laughs> July 4th is tomorrow. And the big event on July 4th is the hot dog eating contest. Of course. Joey Chestnut's yes, a Bay Area native yeah, like, like right. I am. How many hot dogs could you throw down? If how we go to the Ebenezer Grill after this and we eat hot dogs, how many oh, yeah, can you throw down? I don't think more than like 12. 12? Wow. That's a lot of hot dogs. I mean, it's still we're like the 60, but what's the time frame? I mean, I'm talking over lunch, like an hour. How He's long? doing it in like two minutes. minutes right? You get 10, ten, ten minutes? minutes? How many hot dogs can you eat in 10 minutes? Four, five, maybe. No, that's weak. Six. I don't know. I don't think I, I can haven't eat that really many. tried. How many can you Wait, eat? Do they have the bun? Like, does it have everything? Yeah, they, on no, it? they have the bun. They, they have the bun and they soak it. They, they soak, soak it, it's, right? Because it, it, it goes down. It goes. Right. Down, it disintegrates and it goes down easier. I don't think they put condiments. How many on there, can do you they? eat? That'd be a good question. Um, in ten minutes? Yeah. Probably about seven or eight. No I way! Mean, the thing is, are you kidding? You're an animal. No, the a thing human is, human being can't do that. Joey Chestnut and Kobayashi can do that. You can eat seven hot dogs in ten minutes. In ten minutes? It depends on how well, sick how you are. You can't. No, you can't get sick. That's the <laughs> well, hot dog eating guy. If you get sick, point. it doesn't count. That's the thing. I could probably eat six or I'm seven. I'm playing the Bob Barker. But I'm not saying I wouldn't get sick on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That might be ambitious. Yeah. I've never tried it. I have no dogs. idea. I mean, we go to Ebenezer Grill and give it a shot. If you get no, no, seriously, how many hot dogs do you legitimately think in ten minutes you could scarf down and then not have a reversal of fortune? Mm. Actually, thinking about, it, I would say five. Five. About two minutes. I'd say about four or five. You could get. You could eat that a hot dog in two minutes. Yeah. If you really tried. It depends on the what kind of hot dog is it too. <laughs> no, because some it's Nathan's some, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Nathan's well, the Nathan, actually, a Nathan's hot dog. They're Tend to be a little bit leaner, like as far yeah. as they're not as. Uh, I think the they're thickness. Nathan's, aren't they? Yeah, don't they're they Nathan's. They, they sponsor. sponsor it? Yeah. 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 Uh, taste has for me. A taste would be too, because I, I don't. I don't think if you you're actually eating for taste speed, it. you can't taste it. You're literally just throwing it in your I know, mouth and I know, digesting but, but, it. I know, but but some hot dogs, if they have a unique flavor to them, and it, that that would probably bother me. psychologically. That would bother. What me. do you like on your hot dog? Not speed eating. You're just gonna have a dog. I'm just gonna have July a dog. 4th. What are you gonna uh, have July Fourth hot dog? Well, first of all, I like it grilled. Yes, I also like it grilled. Uh, but not like burnt. I like it like evenly grilled. Yeah, I'm with that. And then uh, I would say I uh, mustard. I'm not a I'm not a ketchup guy. I'm also not. A I'm ketchup not. A ke- guy. I mean, I'm I'm not ant- like I know some people are, are uh, diametrically. I mean, if you want. Ketchup on it, I go for it. That's just not for me. Right. Uh, so then I'll do. Uh, I like a little chopped onion. Me too. Uh, if I'm really feeling, you know, crazy, maybe a little bit of relish. 
That's and, what uh, what that's what defines crazy in your life. We really have hit middle age, haven't and, we? Uh, what, what do you like? On hey, your whoa, hot dog? I'm not done yet. Oh, there's more. Yeah, and uh, if, and that's not all. Yeah, there's that's not more. All. And if available, I like putting a little chili on there. Right. Okay. I, I, yeah. You got to go with the chili dog. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care what else you put on it. You put chili. now. How many chili Maybe dogs? Little, how many chili dogs? No, could you do in 10 you minutes? put a little cheese on that uh, with the chili and the mustard and kit, that, then you're set. How many chili dogs can you do in 10 minutes? And not get sick? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, hold on. You never gave your answer. How many How many hot dogs can well, you do I'm, in 10 minutes? Uh, two. <laughs> two? Three? It's taking you I five mean, minutes no, to eat a hot no, dog? No more than that. You know I don't eat quickly. I eat for taste and enjoyment. I'm not trying to eat fast. That's, well, we did. That's not the point. We're not yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, eat fast I've either. I've seen you eat. I'm you don't saying, have to try to eat fast. I'm saying... If I'm trying to eat fast, right. I think I can do a hot dog in two minutes. I know. I, I feel confident I could eat three, and I think I might get sick at four. I'm not <laughs> looking to eat four hot dogs in ten minutes. Um, I, I, I'm in it two Yeah, but three. if it's a competition, how many do you think you could do? Um, I'm going to watch you eat too many, <laughs> and I'm going to eat none, and I'm going to win gonna my count, definition. He's going to count on us getting no, sick this yeah. is, him this getting isn't, the No, one. This, isn't, this isn't the Bob Barker uh, <laughs> showdown. Winning. Play, play, play your best strategy. That's why all the NBA no, but, teams but, are but, punting. But, but it's not golf. You don't want to get the lowest score. You want to get the hey. highest score. So but, all but I got to do is the winning score if no one else hits an actual score because it goes up the wrong way. <laughs> no, all I got to do is eat three then. And then I'm good. Then I can That's stop. That's right. <laughs> o- only if you assume Mike isn't going uh, <laughs> to be able to him. handle his four or five. I'm almost tempted to do this now. Oh, I can't wait. To so do this is one of my favorite. I'm my not r- taking you to the hospital <laughs> afterwards. I, I I probably shouldn't tell this story because I don't know if I remember the facts. It was so long ago. But we, don't let the facts ruin a good story. Okay, I'll make it up then. No. So we were in Columbia, South Carolina, with the uh, Intimidators, and we had a trainer. We're sitting down at eating at Chili's one night after a game, and he was crushing. Like, at the time, they had these like small chicken. Chicken nugget, chicken wing, the boneless chicken wings, and he said, "Oh, I could crush like thirty of these." So the next day, we went back and we made him crush thirty of them. And I think he actually fell short by like five. What's he, your favorite really inexpensive food? Whether it be you know something off a value meal or just like something that you like. You know it's garbage, but it's really cheap, and you're just well. If if you're going cheap and value meal, you got to do the the dollar double cheeseburger at uh, McDonald's, right? You could go that way. I was going to say cookout. Yeah. Cookout, you get the hamburger, the two quesadillas, because quesadillas are a side item. Um, Anything at Taco Bell? Because like, Taco Bell like pretty $4 much is for the whole meal. I think it's the 99-cent tacos at uh, Jack in the Box. Those mm. things, I mean, Google it. They have a cult following yeah they are disgusting they're the greatest <laughs> they're so good i mean they're so unbelievably delicious now how many of those could you eat in 10 minutes well they, 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 <laughs> without without well, yeah. either end I, I, I don't i don't know i could almost go it used to be when i was a kid i used to like crystals a lot like crystals oh, slash I white castle i hated crystals I'm oh sorry. my god those are disgusting <laughs> whoever took you there uh, that's yeah that's bad parenting <laughs> And White Castle's kind of the same, right? Well, the only difference is Crystal is mustard and White Castle is ketchup. <laughs> that That's literally the difference. That's the difference. <laughs> Do you have any parting thoughts about your time at Winthrop? Not not a sappy thought, a funny story, something that you'll always remember that's off the beaten path? You know, I've been here a long time. I know. Um, in two stints, so it kind of goes. You know, one of the things that I really um, appreciate are some of the old coaches that have – done a lot i mean coach cook who was just retired as softball coach i can't tell you the stuff he's done for me throughout my career as far as you know he gave me my first job helping him as a volleyball assistant back when he coached volleyball 
um, to Coach Hudak, who gave me a championship ring after I left. You know, I had gone to Samford and come. We played basketball against Winthrop, and um, Coach Hudak asked me to come to his office, and he gave me the championship ring That's from cool. 99 yeah. the year before. So, I mean, things like that. Obviously, I was at the first NCAA tournament with Coach Marshall in 99. That was a big deal. So, I mean, there's just there's just yeah. a lot of things. I saw a recent picture of uh, that, <laughs> yes, I believe, you did. somewhere. On. You looked a little different. Yeah, I had hair. <laughs> I was like 25. <laughs> so Everett's off to the ACC to work at Wake Forest, and we'll look forward to uh, connecting with him up there and, and hearing some stories. I think that's though, is the fun of working in college athletics. And maybe that's the fun of working anywhere. It's the relationships. It's that we know him, and it's awesome to see him go to bigger and better places. But the same thing with Coach Marshall. We've continued to follow right. his success and cheered for him and stayed in contact with him at Wichita and all of those people you talk about. It, it is those commonalities. And whether it's the minor league baseball, you still talk to some of the people you work sure. with in Kannapolis. Absolutely, yeah. No, and we've, and we've had fun throughout the years, um, and I know we'll probably go to Winston-Salem at some point and well, uh, have an adult a bearded, beverage. A bearded car cast. We well, I'll tell you the bearded car cast you need to have because yeah. I was just looking at the schedule because okay. in my producer mind I'm thinking, you know, what kind of storylines are we going to have yeah. this year. And uh, two day, or the week after Thanksgiving, I think it's the 27th of November, Western Carolina plays at Wake Forest. There we go. We can go see. Can Coach you Prosser. can you think of a storyline that might yeah, come up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I think uh, if y'all are available, if Winthrop's not playing, whatever, I think that would be a great yeah, trip like to take. I like the idea. I like. Yeah. I like the way he thinks. I like the way he <laughs> thinks. All right. Well, we thank you for everything because um, it's it's fun getting to work with you professionally, but also becoming friends with you. So continue success it. and good thank luck. You. I, I can't wait. It's to not get a goodbye. It's a see you later. <laughs> exactly. I can't wait to get Mike's World Cup breakdown on next week's pod. I think that's it. Good night, everybody. Make sure you uh, follow us on Twitter at Bearded Carcast and email the show beardedcarcast at outlook.com. And stay tuned for episode 29 coming up shortly.